the rumors, well, they aren't true. We're still around. <laughs> Neither one of us are dead. <laughs> the podcast is alive. And for the first time in about four months, uh, or at least three months, yeah. I'm actually sitting across from my good friend, Anthony. How are you, my friend? Extremely busy. It's like life is just like a Randy Johnson fastball the last yeah. six months of the year. Just, I mean, blowing by. They do go by fast. Oh. And I, I'm the same way. I'm in the midst of uh, possible career change mm-hmm. again. And I've uh, been training for that. Got a big exam, not this Friday, but the following Friday. So if everything goes right, I will uh, come into the fall with a brand new uh, career again, and uh, we'll go from there on a personal level. Then that's really part of the reason. Not yeah. Your schedule, my schedule just have not matched up at all. I haven't even tried to it's contact so busy. the last yeah, two it's months. It's been so busy. I just don't have any time. So that's why we haven't been here since... Uh, First pitch of the baseball mm-hmm. season, and uh, we've uh, since then we have reached the All Star break tonight. Yeah, yeah, All Star game tonight. We'll talk a little bit about that. And the Cleveland Guardians have played ninety games, and they won forty five and lost forty five. And holy smokes, they're in first place. Yeah, I told you how bad this division really is. It's, yeah, it does. You know, it, you look at the divisions. I mean, this has probably got to be the worst. Division in baseball in the last 10, 15 years. Well, I don't know if it's that bad, That, but I will say this. It's it's an average division. Yeah, it's and bad. Mm-hmm. Calling it average is fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if all the teams were below 500, I would even go that far. Mm-hmm. Now, grant you, Minnesota's one game under, Cleveland is 500. Yep. And uh, when you look at the rest of the division, it's under 500. I mean, they are weak. However, I haven't done the statistical analysis, mm-hmm. but what we're seeing here is really what baseball wanted. They did change the schedule this past mm-hmm. year, where it is now more of an equal schedule. Mm-hmm. And Cleveland is struggling big time against yep. the National League. Yep. That is the difference in the standings. Yeah. All the games they used to play in the division, Cleveland used to dominate. Yep. Detroit has improved. Yep. Chicago's more competitive against Cleveland this year. Not saying that they're great. They were great, yeah. Um, However, you know, we played Minnesota, I think, you know. Seven times, eight times. Four out of seven they won, maybe. Yeah, they were winning work against Minnesota, yeah. yeah. But my whole point in in Chicago, they've done well against. Mm -hmm. And obviously Kansas City, they just met for the first time this year, Mm -hmm. in this past uh, month. So, really, the difference in this season to me is a combination of of different factors. One is the new schedule. Mm-hmm. Oh, they yeah. have not done well against the National League, period. They, they, won it, they won one series against the National League team? Yeah. And that was St. Louis? Yeah. 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 I think so. I think that is correct. Two series. They beat Washington. Uh, they, you're right. Yeah. They did. Early That's in the it. season, yeah. they yep. got mm-hmm. Washington. That's so, it. For the most part, the National League has dominated yep. the Guardians. The pitching staff has been decimated with injuries. And the what you were hoping for, a decent lineup, did not materialize Mm-mm. until middle of June. So that's where they're at. They're for, they're forty five and forty five, and and that's in a nutshell. We can break down yep. every player and say why is this player on this team and all that, and we can do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we will probably. But when you look at the overall view, that's the way I see it. I see it as simply as this: they're not very good against the National League. The pitching staff has been decimated with injuries, and they, the lineup has been less than stellar, and I'm being kind calling it less than stellar. Yeah, the offense to begin the year, you know, first of all, let's start with the starting rotation. You lose Tristan McKenzie in the last day of spring training, and that was a huge wrench in the plans. Oh, you know, he absolutely. was counted on to be a legitimate Cy Young contender um, and what I believe to be the passing of the torch to make him the new ace of the rotation. There's and no I question. Still, I still believe he will be. Um, the good news is he does need surgery right now. But with that injury, it's always very – it's touch and go. Well, let's be honest. He's done for the season. Oh, it, Absolutely, 100%. I would you know, not break him back. Right. Even if he could come back in late September, no way. Well, no and, way. And chances are that they will – Attempt to bring oh, yeah, them back in will. September. Yeah, they will. And and so be it. So I'm not going to hear to 
you know, agitize one way or the other, saying, oh, they should or shouldn't. Um, it has to play out. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for McKenzie, this has always been an issue for yeah, him throughout has. his career at, in the organization. Mm-hmm. There's been times where injuries have been decimating to him and his opportunity to pitch. Last season, obviously injury-free, made 30 starts, yep. showed in the second half what type of exactly. a dominating pitcher he could be. And that really has been one of the major hurdles that this team has had to overcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Plesak never pitched well in spring nope. training, never did well. Mm-hmm. And his opportunities with the injuries, without the injuries, he just flat out stunk and was removed from the 40-man roster. Okay, fine. So there's two pitchers yep, now. it was gone. And then you get Quantrill, who, quite honestly, his injuries have prevented him mm-hmm. from pitching well. I'll give him the benefit of doubt on the injuries. Uh, second time on the IL. Mm-hmm. And uh, he flat out stinks. Uh, so yeah. there's three there's pitchers three. right there. And we haven't even got into you miss Savali for two months. And, <laughs> you know... And, and then, then, then you add your number one is having the biggest slump of his career. And you can see them. I hate saying this, but we're seeing the downside of a person who's pitched every game has yep. been given to him in the last five years. His velocity is significantly down, down over the yeah. last three years. Even this year is down another mile or two. He tops out at 91, yep. maybe 92. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not much difference in his pitches. And he can't right now in the last month get past the fifth inning. No. So and that's these are all significant hurdles that this team has had to overcome. And we haven't even talked about the offense yet. And they're 45 and 45. So on that level, that's pretty <laughs> – I can honestly say, say that's not terrible. Since the latter part of Savali's second injury this year, he's pitched his butt off. He's pitched really well. Outside of one or two starts, he's pitched really right. well. And right now, he's the best pitcher in rotation. Bieber, as you said, I think we're seeing the results of the arm injury in 2021 really come back to hurt him. And he is a guy that will take the ball every fifth day, and he won't complain. And I think you're seeing, unfortunately, a pitcher wear down. Yeah. Because of the injury, because of the used on his arm. He talked about he can't get past the fifth inning. The third time through the, rota- the lineup, yeah, he's the teams were hitting above 300 off him. Yeah. yeah, You know, that's... And you... And I caught a little bit of Saturday's game and most of Sunday's game, and I texted uh, somebody and I said, we miss pitchers that can just straight up say, here's my fast, I'll hit it. Exactly. And Gavin Williams, who will be probably the f- the future star of rotation, yeah, yeah. you know, of the rotation. Um, there were three or four times on Saturday against Kansas City. He said, "Here's my fastball, we'll hit it." Right, and he needs to do that. Yeah, and he's going to get lit up. Yeah, he, he will, will get lit up because he's he a rookie. will have games like Garrett Cole has had where he's susceptible to home run balls. Well, it's just you're going to get lit up because he's a rookie and he's learning to pitch at this the level. last. And making Three good quality that pitches. he's made, it's getting better and better. The talent level of Gavin Williams is not questioned. Oh, no. The talent level of the young pitchers that have come up really have not been questioned. They're just young. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, again, when I look at this team, where they're at right now with the with the players and the talents that they have, it's hard to be – Really disappointed because of the scenarios that they've been put in. Let's be honest. For if you pitching, told yes. me, if you told me, and then and baseball's all about pitching. It is a hundred percent about pitching. Everything else follows what your pitching does. In my mind, you look, and we're just talking about the rotation. Right mm-hmm. now. We haven't even touched the bullpen, nope. which is a different story all to itself. Yes, it is. Um, the rotation. If you told me in April, going into the season that you would have three slash four rookies mm-hmm. in your rotation throughout the, the first half. And as difficult as that sounds, you would find yourself in a weak division at 45 and 45. 
Yeah, you'd be that, happy. Yeah. That's that's yeah. impressive. Yes. Okay, it's not. It's impressive because of what they have achieved. It's not impressive on the numbers. So you like a forty-five or four. Who's going to get excited about a five hundred team? All right, you're not. However, when you look at the circumstances they're in, I'm not totally disappointed. When you break, I'm frustrated with. Players who unfortunately seem to be yearly count on IL runs. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously Savali was again mm-hmm. this year. Uh, you know, McKenzie. You know, those are those are you know start right off the bat. Yeah, you big, you lost two fifths of your starting rotation in the first week of the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're like, are you kidding me? And then you lose another one. You're down to three. You as know? far and as that's that, and to watch the young players come up and pitch well. Is encouraging as far as starting pitching goes, and everything that's been thrown at us. I believe I heard a stat: eleven different starters have made a start this year for us. Yeah, you know, so you take that into account, and your three rookies, two right now. You've had four rookies make the first year in yeah. Battenfield, Williams, Allen, and then Bybee. You know, yeah, with all that thrown in. You're 45, 45, you're playing better of late. That's a good thing. I said beginning of the year, my high watermark was 83 wins. Yeah, just did. because of the National League, more balanced schedule, and that's going to be a lot to get used to. Plus, I said a lot of guys that had really good years last year are going to come back down to earth this year. Um, well, I'll say this also to be 45 and 45 with your rotation the way it is. And the one guy that you should be able to count on, like you said, having the worst year of his career. Um, And then to have a black hole at catcher for three months of the year. Yes. And, okay, say what you want about offensively. And I'm not here to throw dirt on Cam Gallagher because he's been the least of our problems. Yeah. But... When Mike Zanino couldn't get the ball to second base without two bounces, then it became, what the hell are we doing here? Well, that's exactly it. Let's, and I'm not going to sit no, you're here 100% and correct. say that Bo Naylor is going to be Sandy Alomar and have an all-star career with us. He may not be that, and we'd be looking for a catcher in three to four years. But you can't tell me, and I sat there repeatedly, and I said, you can't tell me that Bo Naylor can be or even if you didn't want to bring up Bonehiller, that Zach Collins, who has big league experience, could be any worse. I mean, I was at a game, Tim, where, where Zanino went 0 for 4 with 4 Ks. He threw the ball in the center field three times. Yeah, I know. I mean, that I'm, was. I, look, I'm not here to defend Zeno. I mean, let's be honest. His play speaks for itself. Yeah, it was. And there's a reason why. Finally, they made the move. It was a two months too late. Yeah, you can absolutely make that argument, and you're not going to hear me argue with you. Uh, he had no bat. Nope. He had very little accuracy in his arm, and he had more pass balls in the oh, first two months goodness. of the season than you actually see in a season. Exactly. In know, 2016, I don't think we had ten all year. Right. Well, that's again. That may even go back to the point that. The organization is always put at catching, mm-hmm. and you call it a black hole, and that's exactly yeah. what it was. And and there's no there's no way around it. There was a reason why they broke camp and all season long have kept three catchers. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, you may get up, you know, whatever the reason was. Is they knew they had a weakness there, exactly, and they were looking exactly. to they were looking to fill the hole mm-hmm. somehow. Is Gallagher a guy you're going to build a team around? No, no. Is he going to be on this team? At the end of this season Probably or next not. season? Probably. You know, no. he may make this season, but he might, won't be here next year. Now, I was very encouraged when they brought up Fry just because of his versatility. Mm-hmm. And quite honest with you, let him catch. You know, this was before Naylor got, yeah. mm-hmm. got the actual call up. And I still say that. I And his versatility is huge. He's the first player that has been a catcher utility player before you were born. Um, in the 70s, there were two players of that caliber that played in the organization. One name was Ron Pruitt. Mm-hmm. And Ron Pruitt 
one year played every position but pitcher. That's pretty impressive. And then Paul Dade came up as a catcher, ended up being more of a DH in his career and an outfielder, but could play third base and mm-hmm. catch. Um, and they both had you know ups and down careers, mm-hmm. but they were very versatile, and that's what made their careers when they played in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Talking about seventy-seven to, mm-hmm. to nineteen eighty. Okay, Ron Pruitt, a phenomenal player who give you everything you got, and his knees being a catcher yep. got out. And long story short, a very short career, but he was a very versatile player. Never a great bat, you know. Had maybe batted two fifty his best year, you know that type of thing. If you hit two fifty as a catcher and can call a good game, I'll take that right. every single well, year. Look, there's no more demanding position in baseball than a catcher. Mm-mm. All right, you're involved in every play. And you're squatting. Yep. And you have to make throws, and you have to call a game, mm-hmm. and you have to communicate. You're running. I mean, there's so much for the catching position. So, it. But to call it a black hole is being kind. Yeah. Um, it really is. I mean, and it's it gotten just, better of late. Well, it had to get better. There was nowhere else but to no. go up. Okay. Um, yes, they waited way too long to bring up Naylor. I was in May. Every time we would watch a game, yep. I'm saying. You know what is what is he learning at, at exactly. Columbus that he can't exactly. learn exactly? And you know whatever the reasons were that we're never going to know the the actual. And maybe, and maybe he was struggling to command a pitching staff and all that, and yeah. still learning. We don't know. You know, here's the thing, and this is in today's technology world, and they have the the armband yep. mm-hmm. and the yep. the Bluetooth mm-hmm. type yep. thing that goes to the mound. When I was young, shows my age. When you had a young pitcher or a young catcher, mm-hmm. the entire game was called from the dugout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you're not telling me you still can't do that. And with today's technology, press yep. the button. This is uh-huh. fastball, curveball, yep. mm-hmm. outside, yep. inside, da 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 da, or flash that to the catcher and he can relay it. It can be done. Now, they may not want to use the flashing signs in today's Mm -hmm. world. We already know what the Astros done Mm -hmm. and everything else. Mm -hmm. Okay, we live in a different world, and technology has changed, and and rule changes are very specific of what you can and can't do nowadays in baseball. Um, Maybe you cannot have that electronic communication. But there's ways around it, Uh, and it can be done, and it needs to be done. And if you need to call the game to get him up to speed, then that's what you need to do. Yep. As exactly. simple as that. You'd get it. And uh, we live in a world where we don't rely in sports on players making good decisions that coaching staff makes the kids, especially in football. I yep. Mean, when's the last time a, you know, take Manning away who used to call games from the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. Bernie Kosa called yep. lines, games from the line of scrimmage, you know, making audibles. Mm-hmm. Take that away. Who was the last quarterback that called his own plays? I can't remember. I don't know. Yeah. You could probably have to go back into the 80s. Mm-hmm. Maybe Elway. Maybe not. Um, you know, maybe a few others back in the day. I don't know. But it's been a very long time. That was a thing for years in the 60s and 70s up until about 84. You know, mm-hmm. that was a thing where that was expected of a, of of a quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. To be able to call a game. Run the team, yeah. Yeah, you ran the team. You know, all your Hall of Fame quarterbacks are Roger Staubach mm-hmm. and Terry Bradshaw, Fran Tarkenton. I can mm-hmm. name them all. All called their own plays. They had the game plan. Yep. That was their responsibility to make that yep, play. exactly. If the coaching staff wanted it, they would send a play yep. in. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't do it very often, you know. Um, so uh, that's, you know, just how the world has changed uh, in sports. So it can be done mm-hmm. is my whole point. Um. I'm glad Naylor's finally here. I am too. Uh, let's see what he can do. It reminds me very similar of when Santana came up. Yep. Uh, you know, they say he wasn't quite ready, but they brought him up and, and threw him to the Wolves, and he did pretty good his rookie year. Yeah. Um, and he ended up having a fantastic career, and he's still playing today, playing first base for the Pirates. Yeah. So uh, enough said you, uh, on that level. Um the infield itself, I mean, other than when you look at the infield from first to third, obviously 
third base we don't have to talk about. First base, Naylor took a long time to get hot. But once he got hot, he's rolling. Once he got hot, we're seeing the player that they envisioned. Offensively, he's rolling. Yeah. Defensively, he's a Uh, He'll never be much more than what he is. No. Mm -mm. I think he'll get a little bit better as time goes by. But I don't, if you're going to rate him, let's say 10 being a all star catcher, gold glove. Yep. All right. I think he's a six, six and a half. Oh, I think he's lower than that. I think that, I think the most he'll ever be is a seven. Yeah. Okay. I think that's where he lies mm-hmm. in that position. Uh, Bell's the same thing. Bell's yeah. right in that same area. I think his best bet, his best season defensively, he's a seven. Yeah. Uh, he's six, six and a half most most in almost every given game defensively. All right, you're willing to deal with that because you think they can grow, meaning Naylor can grow into the position yes. and become better. And I'm he's to... learning a position that he hasn't played 100% of his time no, at any right. level. You're right. And that, you know, the last two uh, years is his most he's played at first, first base yeah. since he's probably in Little League. I'm so, willing to take a 6, 7 out of 10 with his offense the way it is. Yes. You, well, and you can live with that's that. That's the thing. You, if you're going to get you, you a can guy over 90 games, drive over 60 RBIs, you can, yeah. you're going to take that. I mean, as simple as that. Uh, dis- I won't call him a disaster. The disappointment in Bell's bat is what it is. Now, That's something he's I want to get into also. Yeah, he's, he's a disappointment because you had high expectations of a 250 hitter or better. Mm-hmm. I never did. Cause I, I, I didn't, and I, I honestly think we're seeing exactly who he is. Uh, the problem me, with him... Uh, let me just make mm-hmm. my, my final thought, and then like mm-hmm. yeah. make yours is um, he's strong as an ox, yeah, and he can't get underneath the ball enough. Yep, exactly. And uh, he hits exactly. a lot of line drives mm-hmm. on the ground. Yep, and some of them go through. Yep, and That's... he gets some RBIs. Uh, his problem is he just not he has no loft to his ball. He, he here's a guy who is the anti. Launching. Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and here's one thing that I've noticed the last couple months watching him, and it really struck me in person. Josh Bell swinging from the left side, and I'm not trying to sit here and act like I know how no, to switch right. it and yeah. all that, because obviously you're going to have sides of the plate if you're a switch hitter that you're a little bit better than. Yeah. Jose is a better hitter from the left side, no questions asked. Right. But he does it more he's often. still serviceable to above average. From the right side. Bell's Bell from the left side to the right side is a completely different player. From the right side, his swing looks short, compact, and it looks it's like he can play. Side. That's yes. why. From the left side, it looks like Jim Furyk mixed with Charles Barkley, and he looks like a double-A player. It looks yeah. ugly. He can't get underneath the ball nope. from the left Mm-mm. side as much as you think it, he could. It's almost like he's trying too hard. Well, I think it's his size. He's, he's a unique player. Yep. He's a 6'4", you know, big mm-hmm. man, strong man. And there's no question if he learns, if he can meet the ball, the ball will jump off his bat. Yep. The problem right now is he seems to be on top of the ball all the time. Yes, he is. And you go into streaks where there was, early in the season he had a 10-game hitting streak, but it was like – Batty one ninety five for the year. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of weird, you know. Uh, but those things happen. And I would uh, almost say I'd rather rotate him and uh, David Fry in there, and I would play Josh Bell against a left hander so he can hit from the right side. And when he's facing raise, I'd platoon. Yeah. Well, I think obviously I think Josh Naylor is going to get eighty percent of the play. Oh, absolutely, base, and he should, and he should, and your DH. You know, it, he's a situation where you really. As long as he can somewhat productive, and he shows glimpses of this. This is the thing with, with Bell is frustrating. He shows glimpses, glimpses of getting yes. hot, yes. and then he cools down. Well, the game— And, it, and it's, it's, it's funny, because that's what I say. I mean, you may get two, three games where he looks good, and yeah. then you'll get six, seven games. Where it's like, oh, where, my yeah, goodness, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And the consistency out of him, if he got consistency, he'd bet 265. Yep. There's no question in my mind. Let's talk about the middle infield. Yeah. Well, what can you say? It's exactly what you expected, right? Uh, Rosario to, to start off slower than, than uh, oh my. molasses. And then comes the heat. 
Yeah. He gets on fire. He's batting 288. Yep. And uh, he looks like Rosario again. Uh, and Jimenez, unfortunately, has had a tough year, but he's finally starting he's to get He's starting up. to get out of it. Um, I knew last year he was not a 300 hitter. Well, yeah, I think. And part of me is still trying to hold out hope that he is going to get better this year. And this year may be a throwaway year, only because I'll say this. The year that Jose had the same injury to his handmade bone, I think that's a big thing of every pitcher knows if they throw high fastballs inside, that still takes a little bit, tr- you know, that power may not be yeah. there. You um, jack your weakness, and and there's no question about that. His glove is Without way question. above average, so yeah. you don't you can live with right now what you're getting from him, and hopes that it gets better. To me, the biggest complaint about this offense is the outfield. Well, there you go. Uh, I mean, it's a disaster, and I'm I'm going to be as as catchers was a black hole. The outfield is a complete disaster, and to me, Tim. The catching is, I won't place blame on the front office for this because it was more or less waiting for Bo to get ready yeah, and yeah. mature. They, they, and had, they had like an ace you in the had, hole. Yes. They you waiting. had somebody. You, exactly. You, it's like poker. You yeah. Got, okay, you look down. Mm-hmm. All right, I got a six of diamonds. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm all right. All right, second, I don't know, ace of diamonds. Now I got something to play. Yes, exactly. Okay, that's what they have in Naylor. Exactly. They have something to play with. Something to build around. Yes. Okay. And the outfield, when it was designed, um, it was built around a gold glover mm-hmm. and straw. Now, straw's bat has become less than they ever thought it would be. I think they thought they had a 250 hitter who would have occasional power, two, three home yep. runs a year, and be a solid center fielder. Gold gloves, mm-hmm. and he has been. What I think they never expected or at least is the emergence of Stephen Kwan. And I mean by that is the same player. Thank and, you. And what I mean by that is he's a better bat, meaning he'll mm-hmm. get on base, yep. more better eye. Mm-hmm. He can do more offensively than Strzok. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the year, you're looking at a guy who will have 50 RBIs if you know, on, yep. and, and four or five home runs and still maybe – 20, 25 bases, stretch out 25, 30 doubles, you know, maybe a little bit more mm-hmm. because of his speed. But uh, the problem was right there. And then you go to left field, and oh, shit, you got another player who's going to hit four home runs. Yeah. You have no power in your outfield. No. You have and no your RBI outfield, production in your exactly. outfield. Exactly. And, you, and can't, you can't play in the major leagues with, with four positions. Yep. That can't produce. You are 100% right, Tim. You are 100% right. Hit the nail on the head. The outfield this year has been a complete failure on the front office. It's been a complete failure. And I'll even throw Terry Francona into that. What he did to Oscar Gonzalez is criminal. It's criminal. And I'm not here to say that Oscar Gonzalez is going to be Manny Ramirez. I don't think it's criminal. The, he, he was terrible. Oscar Gonzalez... Deserved a shot after last year, hitting 300 in the playoffs, having three game-winning hits in the okay, playoffs. they should have been platooned. To okay. have a, say, go out there and do Play. not platoon him, because when you're a first full-year player in the big leagues, every time you go over three, you're looking over your shoulders, I, you can't I, I, do I think that. that's a fair criticism. But, in fairness, Oscar also just was chasing a lot more than he did last year. And oh, that's yeah. because pitchers had the book. The on problem him. with Oscar when he was here is he made no contact. No, as you said, chasing yeah. pitches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if he was making contact, mm-hmm. they would have been more playing time for him. What happened is he had a high strikeout rate nope. and a high missing ball rate, and that what got him demoted. Now, recently I've been reading. I haven't watched. It's any gotten games. better. He's starting but to make still, contact. It still needs to be consistent. Right. You still well, need to do thing. it over. Here's, here's, here's the thing. You look at this outfield, what do you see? I see three center fielders. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You only have one position for center field. Somebody has to go. To me, now, Stephen you, Kwan right. and Straw are the same player like you mentioned. Yeah. They are. And Miles Straw, to me, should not be in the big leagues. He is awful. He he serves no purpose. Well, you are not paying he's not somebody. An everyday center you are not paying somebody 
$25 million over five years to hit 240 and give you below average defense this year. He is ranked 186 in outs above average year, negative two runs saved, negative two. He is negative three on balls coming towards him. Going back, he's average. He's zero. But he's given up three runs on balls that he has to come in on. He has not had a stolen base since May 18th. He's had one attempt since May 18th, and he's gotten caught. So well, I'm not going to. I'm not here to your, defend Miles Straw. I mean, uh, but he's here's the problem. 188 with guys in scoring Here's position. the problem the organization has, and your all your stats are factual uh, I mean, and, and great. Don't get me wrong; I, they're not defendable. You're making the yeah. perfect case. Here's the problem you have: you have no one to replace. Exactly, somebody. and that's why I said it's a failure on the front office right. for the outfield. And not if they're in the front office for the catching position. You know, I've had this discussion with Mike many times, and it blows my mind away over the last 10 years, Mm -hmm. maybe even longer when you get right down to it, how often this organization has landed a free agent bat that's supposed to have power. Yeah. And they just put on the uniform, and And it does not happen. However... When they get off of that uniform oh, and go somewhere else. Absolutely. Look at look at Rosario down in, in, in Atlanta. I'll look tell at- you this too. <laughs> Eddie Rosario did not make three sliding catches in the eighty games he played with us. He's making three sliding catches in an inning against us. <laughs> I mean I understand. I understand. My point is I, I don't understand. It's like you're watching Space Jam. Yeah. And when they put on a Guardian's uniform, they are zapped from all their powers. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's like amazing. They are zapped it, it, from all their power. Doesn't matter what position they play. No, nope. nope. Either they make a trade for a player, or they yeah. uh, sign a free agent, and they're a bust. They're just they're just a bust. To I mean, me, Bell's a right not now, a complete bust, but he's a bust. Josh Bell, when you're paying him sixteen and a half million dollars, is a bust. But okay, he's not a complete bust, right? But he's Right, right he, now, right. If he, he finished a year as he is, bust. Yeah, but the two big things to me is this team came in as oh the bigger bases, no shift. It's going to benefit this team. Yeah, wow. And this team is not stealing as many bases. They're not even being as aggressive. But, you know the pro, and, and I'm not saying this is 100 mm-hmm. percent the problem. But how often have we seen them get on base with less than two outs? Not very often. rare. Yeah. Very rare. So it's, it's, so, it's less potential of stealing a base. Yep. not saying you cannot. You just don't you are do trying. it as much. And the problem is the first two and a half months of the season, or three months of the season, is they couldn't hit historically extra base bad. hits. Well, they couldn't yeah. hit, get extra base hits. If they did, they came with two outs, and the next player got out. And nobody's on. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, if they got a leadoff double, they strung. They stranded them. The, they didn't know how to move runners and score runs. And it there's a reason why when they scored four runs or more, they had they a very win, yeah. great record and, and were successful. There's a reason why when they score three runs or less, they're not very good. Well, you and, have, and then it, it doesn't change, and the math doesn't change. Nope. Okay, this team needs if magically you can make all the trades you want and say this player is going to yep. be traded, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, player is. Mm-hmm. Someone has to want your players. Exactly. Okay. Oh, you're 100 percent right. And you and, and who you on can't, this team? You can't magically say I'm trading straw exactly. for, for exactly. this or that. It's not going to happen. No. It is great fantasy. Yeah. It's great fantasy talk. We're going to trade Rosario straw it's and all great the, yep, exactly. hot stove talk. Exactly. Okay. But it's not a reality. Now, coming into the season, I said the same thing. I'll say right now, and I remember talking to you about it. I says. There's no greater value for Bieber than, yep. than and, yep. this season. Uh-huh. And what happens is Bieber is having his worst season of his career. And I honestly, don't, right now, I, if you're a contending team, mm-hmm. Bieber's not your first choice. No way. To me... He's not your first choice. And here's the thing I'm saying. If you end up looking at Bieber mm-hmm. and say he's your second or third choice, his value is not as high as it was in April. To me, I'll get on the pitching after I finish this point about the offense. Yeah. 
I get what they're trying to do offensively. Yeah. But that is not conducive to consistently winning at an elite level because you have to have power. You have to have power. It is in 2023, it is just Tim, it's like Sitting here two years ago watching YSU okay. run, yes. run, run, yes. run, 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 run. Yes. You cannot win yes. in football th- running the ball 70, 80% of the time of the yes. game. Just like in baseball, you cannot rely on three, four singles to score runs because the pitchers are too good this year, and they're just. Our hitters are not as good. Well, you have to have the threat in a lineup. You, exactly. That. Exactly. Any player at any time can produce. Can a go run. deep. Exactly. Can produce a run. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, go deep. Uh, your outfield does not have that threat. Nope. Your catchers do not have that threat. Your first base has a threat. Uh, and, not- and look, they're both fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Between the two of them, you'll get thirty home runs. Mm-hmm. Okay. You'll get a hundred RBIs from the two of them. Yeah. And and Naylor will probably get. Ninety percent of that, okay. Yeah. At shortstop, you're getting production f- from Rosario, as predicted. Once yeah. the weather yep. got warm, he once got June better. First comes, yeah. he hits. Yeah. yeah, I mean, from June first to August thirty first, you, you, it's tough to find a, a, a hotter hitter in baseball. Mm-hmm. Three years he's played for this organization. Three years. That's what he does. Yeah. Today. I mean, track record's track record. You know, um, we'll see how it. Goes for and now, like you go said, back to the you know, but I look at like I said, you gotta be able to. I mean, why is not Josh Naylor getting all the club you know in, in Cleveland the way he does? Why? Because he produces at the seventh inning. Yeah, and he's the only player. Yep, that has threat to go deep. Yep, other mm-hmm. than Ramirez. Yep, and they're going to pitch around Ramirez, mm-hmm. and he's finally. In the last two months, finally starting to take, right. yeah. Yeah, take mm-hmm. advantage yeah. of the situation, and if you can get one player hot, mm-hmm. one player hot. Now, uh, you know we can get into the dream scenario who you yeah, be, yeah. who you're going to re- acquire and all that. Uh, bottom line is you have to. F- I don't see them acquiring no a way. bat. No way that helps this offense as much as I want it to. Mm-mm. I truly think if the opportunity comes about. Depending on again who you trade and what you're doing, if you can find yourself a starting pitcher, yep, and it I doesn't agree. have to be a number one. No, it could be a three it or could four. Could be a three or four. Exactly. You can go out there every fifth day and give you innings the second half of the season. Even if he becomes a free agent at the end of the year, Fine. so be it. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, and you find yourself a legitimate veteran bullpen guy that you can rely on. That will make a huge difference in the second. To half. me, like you mentioned about Shane Bieber. What team out there is going to part with one of their top three prospects for Shane Bieber right now? Right now, I don't. I don't think any. Yeah, I. I you know, because to me, yeah, it's difficult. Baltimore makes the most sense. They're they got a lot of good young players. They could use. There's a, a window. They could use a veteran starting pitcher that's top of the rotation when he is pitching. The question, but. Will Baltimore pay him after next year? Well, here's the thing. Question is even beyond that. I think Baltimore could pay him if they wanted to. Um, here's and, and the point that you made is, I think, factual. You know, mm-hmm. what, what is his value today, mm-hmm. and what are you going to get for him, and you know, what team may go after him? The question I think is the evaluation of Beaver by the other team. Yep. Whatever team that is, mm-hmm. they may say, "Okay, I see something in his motion or this and that. I we think can we fix, can yes. fix." You know, um, mm-hmm. the Ken Hill type trade mm-hmm. back in '95, where where the Indians went out and got Ken Hill, and he was a mess. Mm-hmm. And they says, "Well, we we love his arm, we love his thing, we think we yeah. can make some slight adjustments, and he can become a very effective pitcher." Well, he did become a, an effective pitcher towards the end of that season. Um, he did help that that rotation in '95. So, could he be that player for another team? The answer is yes. Could be, yeah. But there's not. It all depends on how other teams are evaluating. Him. Are they evaluating right. him? Saying there's nothing wrong or just seeing wear and tear of a pitcher who's basically been durable for the last five years. And I'll say this: 
I'll say this. I'm not going to sit here and put all the blame on Shane Bieber because up until the sixth inning on Sunday, it was one run allowed. Yeah. If you give me one run through five innings, you darn well better hope that your offense can get more than one freaking run against a guy throwing 80 miles an hour topping with a 6.89 ERA and the worst team in baseball. I'm sorry. So every pitch after that becomes, I got to throw zero, I got to throw zero, I got to throw zero, I got to throw zero. And now I'm not trying to excuse Bieber because, like you said, it's not been good the third time through. But when you're pitching, I cannot make a mistake. That becomes really difficult game after game after game. No matter what pitcher you are, if you're not getting enough run support, it's difficult to win. I don't care who you are. You go out there and throw seven innings and give up one hit, which we've seen done Mm -hmm. a couple times during the season. You lose, or not one hit, one run. You, You see, you know, two runs beat you and three runs beat you. Or you see the bullpen give it up. And let's, uh, and that, let's and talk the, the, about the bullpen. Yeah, go ahead. You know, because... Give me your assessment. C- complete, uh, t- to be nice, outside of Nick Stanley, complete disaster. See, that's probably the one guy I'd get rid of tomorrow and be happy. And I'm not trying to sit here. <laughs> I'm not trying to sit here and say... He can't throw a strike if his life oh depended on Oh, boy, Nick Stanley's great. But I'm going to sit here and say, three years ago, someone sat here... When everybody wanted to crown him the next Mike Jackson and Jose Mesa, you said, hold on, Classe is not as dominant as people want because, as you said, he cannot get the strikeout when he needs to. And last year, he rode that momentum, and he had a good year, and this year, he can't strike guys out, and his cutter is no longer there. It's become a fastball, Wow, that's and his slider is... And it, it's been a mess in spring training, and he said he didn't have a feel for it in spring training. And now, when you have no movement on your fastball, and you're just throwing that 91-mile-per-hour solder up there, it's going to go a long way. That's where he's at. And he's I don't just not hear... consistent. He's just not consistent with his pitches. His biggest problem is, I mean, there's a lot of things you can talk about. Mm-hmm. But anytime a, someone gets on base, they... Or he inherits a runner. Oh, it's it's just it's it's, it's double night. trouble. Exactly. It's just double. He trouble. can't hold the running game yeah. at all. Well, he can't. It's not even that. This it's just he doesn't get outs. Nope. Um, he he's had some bad luck this year well, too. He, but there's some bad but, luck. But there's but also the scenario a lot where of it is his fault. He comes out and he misses the first three pitches, and by the fifth pitch, he walks the guy. Yep. Um, you got you. You need a closer who can throw strikes, and he can't throw strikes. And he doesn't year. throw enough strikes. He doesn't get ahead of batters. Stephen, to get strikeouts, you have to get ahead of batters yep. and expand a strike zone. And last um, year he was doing that. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. that's the key. Strike one is so huge. Yep. You hear that all the time. It's a cliche, but it, for a reliever, it's it common is, baseball. Yeah. It is it is absolutely uh, imperative. That's why Sadlin drives me crazy. He can't throw a strike no. one. Um, and wait until these guys start. And that's Steph is the same way. He can't yep, throw strike exactly. one. Exactly. And they're, I mean, they all go in little roles where they're good. Yeah. And I'm not going to say they haven't been good. Look, you statistically could say this bullpen's very good. Yeah. Um, when you look at the performances of individuals within the bullpen, you see some flaws. And that's what to we're me. At. I, I look at someone like, for example, I think Hench's long term is a player you can develop. I agree become with that. a great reliever. I agree with that, and maybe even a closer. I agree with that. Um, just need to like push in the right. And direction. he's young, though. Yeah, no, no, he, he has. Yes. The, again, yes, he, he had injuries this year exactly. and all that. Yeah, and he's getting there. To me, this team. This is why I kept saying, uh, not to interrupt mm-hmm. you real nope. quick, is find me a veteran exactly. reliever. Exactly. You know, as, as much as people killed him the last two years. The one settling part of that bullpen all season long was Brian Shaw. I'll he say was this. a veteran who, no matter what scenario you threw him at, he took the ball. Now, he wasn't always successful, but he took the ball and he led. And this bullpen misses that type of veteran who can lead by example and lead by saying, I've done it a million times. That's what this bullpen misses. Give me a veteran who 
who I don't care if he's left-handed or right-handed, mm-hmm. who you can basically say three days a week he's in a ball game. I don't care if it's the sixth inning. I don't care if it's the eighth inning. I know I'm going to have an 80% chance to get out of this inning. I'll say this. I was the president of of Brian Shaw Fan Club. Oh, yeah, you were. I would not watch him pitch. Yeah. It it got so bad last year, I would turn the game off. I would leave my seat when he came in the game, would not watch him pitch. Yeah. But I think his veteran presence just being down there and saying, hey, because maybe when he sees a – I'm more going to steal an after struggle, and he'd be like, maybe try this, or maybe try that, or I see some of your motion here. We don't have a veteran that can say, I've been through it a million times. Exactly. And the biggest thing that I said going this year, you need a starting pitcher, and you need a veteran bullpen guy, and I would have gone after Andrew Chafin. A lefty that he can close games. He can come out there in the fifth inning if you need him to. He can get out. Well, you know, the Rangers got the guy I was hoping for since April, and I kept saying, Rodolphus Chapman is available. Go out and get him. Yep. And um, he was cheap. Yeah. He was cheap. Yeah. And, and again, congratulations to the Rangers. Look, yep. you can talk about his baggage, mm-hmm. and the man has baggage. Yeah. He has a lot of baggage. Mm-hmm. But for one season, one half a season, exactly. I would take that chance. I would too. And, uh, and again, he may have been actually a common type thing for a for a class a who is a similar pitcher yeah i'm not saying 100 percent same similar uh hard throwing guy who I'll you know this. is a closer so needless to say that didn't happen he's with the rangers it's over and done with um and who knew if the, if kansas city would even trade in the division to me i've said this since april the way this club is built and going into this season you and I sat here saying this team will play a lot of one-run games, and they're going to play a lot of close games. That's just the way this team was made up. Yep. The Again, the construction of the bullpen by the front office is a failure because, A, you had no veteran out there to say, follow my lead, and this is how you prepare, this is how you go out and do it. I'm going to take the ball in the fifth inning, like you said, or the eighth inning, and if you need me to start a game, I'll start a game. You don't have that guy you can no, count on. You need that. And it's you have a lot of guys. You need this bullpen to be mainly consisted of guys that can go minimum, minimum two innings. Yeah. Unfortunately, bullpens aren't built that way anymore. No. No, they're and not. Across baseball, not just the Guardians organization, but across baseball. Um. I do believe we have pitchers we could probably stretch that, you know, into a second inning. Morgan. Uh, Morgan Morris. And, and Henches and a couple of I agree with that. Um, but they need a veteran presence down there of some level who has done it. And like you said, like I've said, and like you said, it will take the ball in any situation mm-hmm. and not be afraid to fail. I agree and, with you. And that's, that's, that's why I love Shaw. And this is why I always defended Shaw. His first term and his mm-hmm. second term. There's no one more fearless in baseball than Brian Shaw was. I'll say this. Because he didn't care what the situation was. He was going to give it everything he got. Now, does that mean he was successful all the time? No. Unfortunately, he wasn't. But you want a player of that caliber who can do that. And that's, to me, what this bullpen has missed all year. To me? And that's what they need. If they give me a bullpen guy, as mm-hmm. much as I want a starter, and I think a starter would help tremendously, you give me a solid, true, veteran yep. mm-hmm. mil- uh, reliever. I don't care if he's a closer. I don't care if he's a setup guy. I don't care if he's a long guy. Give me a guy that I know three days a week. If I send him out to the mound, it's 100%, and he could be successful 75 80% of the time. Right now, there are two guys in this bullpen, to me, that look scared crapless. Stefan and Classe. Yeah. They don't have that. They don't uh, believe uh, in themselves. No. Nope. Yeah. The, the, the confident level is And Hammy has high. even said Stefan looks lost right now. Yeah. 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 They both do. Yeah. Um, they're, they both do. I mean, pitchers do get lost. And that's, again, this is where. But, as you said, it's more of a failure in the front office for not recognizing, hey, we don't have a veteran here's, out here's there. Here's the scary thing. We need a veteran. Here's the scary thing. And I say scary thing meaning the bright side. 
Mm-hmm. 70 games left, basically. Traditionally, in the 10 years that Terry yeah. Francona has been in the dugout, they've always a better second half team they than are. the first team. So with that in mind, would it be shocking, and I don't think it would be at all, in the second half, they, instead of being 35 and 35, okay, and that would mm-hmm. be a 500 year, okay, I realized yeah. two extra games. Yeah, yeah. But let's just say 35, mm-hmm. 70 games. I won't be surprised if they're anywhere between five to 10 games over 500 by the end of the year in the second half. This is, to, this is what Francona teams do. The track record tells you this. It won't surprise me. I'm not saying they're going to go out for a 10-game mm-hmm. streak or anything. I don't think they're capable of that. No, they're not. But they're capable of pulling off a 7 out of 10 and do it two or three times the second half, and that will make the difference. As crazy as it sounds. Now, Minnesota could do the same thing. Mm-hmm. All right. They're, they're, uh, Chicago could make the right moves to get right back into it. Um, this division's up in the air. I think, obviously, we all know that. But I expect, I really truly expect... In the second half, well, I'll be surprised after 70 games. Yeah, th- this team, instead of being 35 and 35, is 45 and 25. I will not be surprised at all. I think this and because team- simply because of the leadership, and I've said this from the very beginning back in 2013. There's no better manager who gets the most out of his players year in and year out than Terry Francona. Now. Am I overestimating ten games? Probably, but I think five to ten games is where the that that lies. Now, could it blow up in our faces? Sure, it happened in a couple, a few different times mm-hmm. in his in his manager career with Cleveland. Uh, his second year, they fell back in the second half. They didn't have the the strong lead. They ended up a little yeah. over five hundred. Uh, the year that um, he was out of the dugout a couple yep. years ago, you know, they just. They were flat, yeah, and they just didn't. They 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 limped home, but when he's in the dugout, there's a big difference, and he's worth. I, I've said this every year. Managers are worth five to five to seven wins a season. Terry Francona will get you that five wins over five hundred. I'll, I'll guarantee you that. As we said here today, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, but I'll go with the track record. He'll get us at least five wins over five hundred the second half of the season. Is that enough to win this division? Well, let's say 87, 88 wins. Probably. I'll sit here and, and I'll still... And could it be as high as 90? I won't be shocked if it is. I'll sit here and still say that 83 is probably the high watermark. I think right now, if we project forward, I'll think more six, 76, 78 wins is where I see us. Yeah, well, I think that's very possible for what happens to Shane Beaver. Mm-hmm. If Shane Beaver straightens it out and stays with the team the entire year, mm-hmm. then you have that four or five games right there. Right there. He's worth four or five games swing to the good or to the bad mm-hmm. side, depending on what. I still think if Shane Bieber pitches the whole year with us, I still think 83 wins the high Well, it all depends on the Shane Bieber you get. Yeah. Okay. If you get the Shane Bieber that we've had for the last month, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. You're not going anywhere. If you get the Shane Bieber that he's traditionally been – he doesn't have to be the all-star, the Cy Young winner, but he could be the Shane Beaver he was the second half of last, last season yeah. where he got you into the seventh inning or mm-hmm. got you six-plus innings and you you have chances to you're win. You're in the game, yeah. Then you're going to have that four or five games. Now, again, you don't have Tristan McKenzie. That's a huge loss. That's why I would love to have another starter. My my. My 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 wish list is a starter and a reliever, and my ultimate wish list is a starter reliever and a, and a power hitter yep. for the outfield. Exactly, and that's not going to happen. Nope. And if I really want to go out on the limb, if I'm going to ask for that much, I want I want Otani and get two out of one. I know, right? Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to happen. Okay, but uh, if I'm going to wish for all that, I might as well wish for Otani and get one player who can do both. <laughs> 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 but seriously, just hypothetically, put Otani on the, and on this team. Ten games win? Ten games better? Ten to fifteen? Yeah. I mean, if they came to that's me... That's just the level of player he is. Oh, he is... That's what I'm saying. He is probably a top three player regardless of any sport right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, and he I'm might not, be yeah, the best. Yeah, he's one of the best athletes you're ever going to see. 
Uh, he's the best athlete in baseball I've seen since Bo Jackson. Yeah. Uh, he's an absolute freak. Yeah. I mean, he's the best athlete I've seen. He is I've an seen. absolute freak. He's the best athlete I've seen in baseball since Bo Jackson. And to watch him in person and to see a guy that size, 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", to run like a Kenny Loft and Ricky Henderson is scary. Yeah. I mean, he runs like a cannon. Yeah. And then he can blow 100 by you. Yeah. And now he wants to pitch from uh, both hands? <laughs> I mean, good luck. Hey. Well, you know, bottom line is uh, okay. Yeah, he's a freak. If you're the Angels, do you trade him this year? I do. <sighs> y- I the do. answer is yes, uh, and I don't think you do. I don't think you okay. do, I, but uh, I would. I think the smart thing to do is trade him. Is trade him. Absolutely. All right. Now, I don't think Artie Marino would trade him. No way. No okay. way. Because he does I not want to be the guy that right. trades Shohei Otani. Now, yep. last year... When he was trying to sell the team, mm-hmm. I thought the odds were he was yeah he was yep. going to sell the team before and let the, some, the yeah, new exactly. owner deal with it. Exactly. When he decided not to sell the team and, and that, keep it, now, now he he's in the box where he has he's either going to be the villain or he is going to be the savior yep, owner. Exactly. Because he already signed Mike Trout. He went out and did his mm-hmm. job as the owner to sign mm-hmm. at the time the best baseball player in, in baseball. Yep. And he signed him $35 million a year, Yep, 12-year deal, da-da-da. Yep. You know, best contract ever in baseball. Well, Otani's going to blow that out of the water. Yes, He'll probably he get about $45 million a year. So, uh, can you – know, he's, he's a billionaire, a multi-billionaire. Can he afford to pay two players, you know, a billion dollars between the two of them? Yeah, he probably yep. can. Uh as an organization, do you want nope. to put all that money in two players? Probably not. Especially a player in Otani. When I say this, uh, we just don't know how long he, he can, can hold up as a exactly. pitcher. We just don't know. Uh, the truth of the matter, what he's doing is phenomenal and absolutely at the highest level you'll ever see. But can we say three years from now he's still starting as a pitcher? We I'm not sure. Yeah, you can't, you can't say. You can't, you can't if say he was just certain. a if he was just a pitcher you could say that absolutely but he's not he's a he's a DH he's an everyday player yep. and a pitcher so the question is on on his level is how do you make that 10 12 year commitment at that level for a player who is generational mm-hmm. who is going to earn every dollar that he gets but there's no guarantee he's going to be the two-way player that he is uh, throughout that contract. And, and most likely will not. And you're paying him for what he has achieved in the past. Now, that goes with all sports. Exactly. That goes with all sports. You always pay for what they achieved in the past and hope to, to achieve that level in the future. And look, when they, you know, Artie Marino's not afraid to spend the money. So no, he's I, not. I, I won't be surprised that he'll find a way to sign Otani. I had to take my guess, and, and I've said this before. I'll say this again. I think he resigns with the Angels. I think his, he will test the market. I think New York Mets will throw uh, the sun at him. I think they will have the highest bid, but not necessarily the best offer. Don't be surprised about them and San Diego. San Diego, I don't know if they have any more money. Would you be shocked if if they unloaded a couple players? Exactly. Then Soto yes, and yes, Machado. Yes. yes. But question. Here's the question. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing as Shane Bieber. Okay. We don't because of this, exactly. If you're, I don't know, St. Louis Cardinals, mm-hmm. and you're looking at Machado. I, mean, I know they have yeah, a third yeah, baseman, yeah, but but yeah. let's just use this yeah. as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they have a third baseman, but my point is, uh, do you? Do you really want to take that chance on that player in his 30s? Nope. No. Okay. Uh, Tatis, with his background. Do you Um, want to take on that? Nope. See, this is where I think San Diego is in a situation. I mean, you would have to be endless pit of money. And Soto's not having a great year either. Right. And you just have to be an endless pit of money. Now, they spent on three major players. Yes, they have. Yep. You know, you have to find a Yankees, a New York Mets, That's, who would take that player off. I'm not sure the to Dodgers. Be, right. And I don't think the Dodgers would be interested. Nope, I think I the Dodgers either. would be interested in Otani because 
he's Otani. Exactly. And he's in L.A. Exactly. And he's the biggest exactly. player in baseball. So, yes, they could spend the money, Absolutely. but that's not their style. No, it's not. It's not. They're more, they spread it out through the entire team. They're very team. savvy. Yeah. Oh, they're one of the best organizations in baseball. And they've proven that over the last five years. Mm-hmm. And they've proven how successful they've been. So, uh, we'll see. I mean, there's so many question marks uh, going forward. Hopefully, we can do this a little bit more often, Anthony. And uh, uh, I'm hoping in the next couple of weeks that my schedule will be changing and I'll have more time in the evenings. Mm-hmm. And we can do this. And I know you're working until 5. I go to work at 3. Mm-hmm. So, it makes it much hard on any given day to, to get together. But it's wonderful to see you. Tim, it's wonderful to see you again also. It's great to be back on the podcast. It might have been, uh, I don't know, uh, 90 games in between. But, yeah, we're here. And uh, we'll talk to you hopefully before the next 90 games, or at least the next 72 games uh, transpire. Uh, for Anthony, I am Tim. This is Radio MVP. Remember to tell your family, friends, and enemies about Radio MVP. Radio MVP.